Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Ubukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Let's turn our Bibles today to Psalm 8. Psalm 8. Father, we give you praise, we give you honor. Thank you because you are ever, ever present. Thank you because when you are present, your power is present. Thank you because when your power is present, there is deliverance on Mount Zion. Thank you because where there is deliverance, there is holiness. Thank you because where there is holiness, the children of the covenant will possess their possession. So we give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. I'll read from verse 1. It says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Because of your enemies. That you may silence the enemy and the avenger. It says, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Hallelujah. You have made him to have dominion. Glory be to God in the highest. Over the works of your hands, you have put all things under his feet. Glory be to God in the highest. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all I first want to refer to what I see here as a little parable. He opens by saying his name is excellent. Why? Because of the wisdom that God displays. David was so poetic that you can pick him from his first line. How excellent is your name in all the earth. Hallelujah. And said, so you have set your glory above the heavens. I wonder who will disturb it. I wonder who can tamper with it. You've set it above all the heavens. No wonder when Lucifer, the who now made himself the devil, when he began to display rebellion in such a way, as if he was out to upset God, he was out to unseat God. But what he failed to realize was that God's glory has been set above. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, that's not the riddle I'm talking about yet. He now says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Glory be to God in the highest. And he says, the reason is, is clear. Because of your enemies. Because of your enemies. So the question is, does God have enemies? 
Oh, glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. Glory be to God in the highest. I wonder if somebody, if I say, if I say, mention one enemy of God, what will you say? Satan. Hallelujah. And then, will you now be displaying the fruit of the spirit if you are interceding for Satan? And so that allows us to understand these psalms a little better. Hallelujah. You can intercede for man. You cannot intercede for Satan. Glory be to God in the highest. Now, it says, because of your enemies, you have, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Ladies and gentlemen, today I'm speaking on the season of visitation. Let your amen sound like you're awake. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. It says that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now, let me skip quickly. Talking about man, I'll come back to verse 3. It says, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen and the beasts of the field and the boss of the air and the fish of the sea. I mean, that pass through the parts of the sea. All things are put under his feet. But you see, you have what? You have hidden your, your power in the, with children. But man, you have, keep, you have put in dominion. You have put him in dominion. You made him to have power over everything created. He said, but you see, uh, you have ordained strength out of the mouth of infants. That's the riddle. That's the surprise for me. I was looking at this. I said, this is interesting. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the first thing that came to me is like, um, where man puts his expectations sometimes is not where God is going to come from. He's full of surprises. So the first thing I want to establish today is when we talk of divine visitation, expect surprises. True. Let me go back and begin to fill it in. Because by all means, I want to dwell on verse 4. It said, out of the mouth of babes, now, 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 you are excellent, your name is excellent, you set your glory above the heavens, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you've ordained strength because of your enemies. That you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Now verse 3. When I consider your heavens, glory be to God in the highest, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, ha, 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 ha. then what is man? In a season of visitation, anything can happen. 
What's most important is to know the God you serve. That's why we will find Daniel saying, they that know their God, that will be in the time of trouble. They will be strong and they will carry out great exploits. Permit me to say, season of visitation is seasons of great exploits. Oh no, your image is weak. Glory be, I think something's about to happen faster here than here. Glory be to God in the highest. I believe that we're in a period of an unexpected change. In the name of Jesus. Your email is weak. And I want to again advise the church, please, haven't done all to stand, there must come a time to stand. And this is the time. And when I say this, permit me, I'm starting at the national level, but you see the visitation is for every level. Every level. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the sun, and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man? That you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him. And because I'm talking of divine visitation, I want to dwell on this verse for as it were. What is man that you are mindful of him? And not because I don't have all the time. Let me just quickly deal with mindful. What did David see that made him to begin to ask questions? That you are mindful of him. Say, okay, what is man that you never stop remembering him? You are always remembering man. Why? What is man that you, you can't but mention him? In everything you do or say, you mention man, 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 man. David was asking the question. What is man that you cannot but recall? Man, man, man. Now I'm just, I'm feeding you with what I got exactly from Strong's. Okay. It says, what is man that you never stop thinking about him? Why is it that if really, see, we speak out of the abundance of our heart, then let me quickly say the abundance of God's heart is you. Yeah? Yeah, that was what David was saying. And I believe that these were the kind of thoughts that got George Washington Carver to ask him the questions that he asked, and God used him to, oh, I feel the fire now. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen. When God's fire falls, two things happen. He will refine. And so, for the empower, I will destroy. Whatever is disturbing this process, we're in a season of visitation. To think about or to think on. God never stops thinking on man. 
thinking about man, talking about man, remembering man, recalling man, making mention of man in everything he did. It was like, wait a minute, God, can you give us a break? Can you just stop? Can we say something else? Why man, 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 man? Because man is the center of God's heart. It's the core of God's heart. That same verse is what is man that you are mindful of him. Now he says the son of man that you visit him. And this is where I want to dwell for the rest of the sermon by the grace of God. The son of man that you visit him. Again, I didn't do too much work. I was just praying and telling God, can I have an insight, a little bit of insight into this, like you did to David here, and like you did the Washington Carver at a time in the history of the United States, and this began to come. Glory be to God in the highest. Tell your neighbors here, I'm in my season of visitation. Come on, say it with confidence. Say it again, and say it again, and say it again. My season of divine visitation. I'm in my season. This is my season. I mean, you've got to own it. It is my season of divine visitation. Glory be to God in the highest. Maybe I should quickly make something clear. When we talk about divine visitation, it's different from omnipresence. I hope you understand that. Omnipresence that God is everywhere. Yes, everywhere. So what then we define visitation when we talk about omnipresence? Where we can then make sure that we activate or we get to a place where we can pinpoint God's manifestation at a point in time or in a situation. That's visitation. Otherwise, it's everywhere. No, that's not again that. Hallelujah. He feels all in all. One part of the Bible says that he sits on the circle of the earth. And I was like, oh, no. He sits in the heaven, the heaven of heavens. What about the earth? He says it's just a footstool. Glory be to God in the highest. I said, glory be to God in the highest. So what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? So I'm picking the word visit him. Glory be to God in the highest. And so I wrote here, I said, what then is visitation? Plain English. To pay a visit. If we even go into the Strong's or you go into the NKJV dictionary, it says it's to go or to come, to pay But in many ways, it means to attend, hallelujah, strongs. Just like we say, what is man that we never, we are so mindful of him, to attend. He says, well, to visit or to search out. Then it continues to, that strongs, the very word visit. He says, it refers to someone, usually God, capital G-O-D. Paying attention to person or persons, either to do them good or to bring about punishment. 
And there's a third one that I will refer to. So in the seasons of visitation, what happens if there is a binding situation, if there is a, if there's an oppressing situation, if there's a disturbing situation, if there's a hindering situation, for God to bring you, he can bring you out without them, but I've not seen it. It's not his pattern. When God will bring out, he will destroy what is holding you. That's his character. That's his pattern. So really, we don't need to pray that God should destroy. Just pray that God should bring you out. Glory be to God in the highest. And he will bring you out. Hallelujah. I say, just bring out. Glory be to God in the highest. When he will bring out a whole nation, the children of Israel, it was, oh my goodness. He showed Egypt something. We will all end up in the kingdom. And everything we do in the flesh, with the time we have, we will have to account for. Oh God, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Tell somebody, it's my season of of visitation. Say it like you mean it. Come on. What I'm saying in effect is learn to be present. Make the best of now. Let now of your life, let the now of your life glorify God. Let me go back to this. Let me assure you again. One, what does it mean? It says, it's like, I mean, when it refers to someone, usually God, paying attention, taking care of person or persons, either to do them good or to bring punishment. The first reference, which again I just speak from strong directly, look at Genesis chapter 50. Quickly, 50. Verses from verse 23. I like to take it from 23. Glory be to God in the highest. Genesis 50 from verse 23. Joseph saw Ephraim's children to the third generation. The children of Maki, the son of Manasseh, were also brought up on Joseph's knees. Hallelujah. So in other words, Joseph fulfilled his days. I'm talking visitation. Come on, is somebody here with me? You fulfill your days. I say you fulfill your days. We are talking visitation now. You fulfill your days. I say you fulfill your days. You will finish your assignment. In the name of Jesus, you will finish your assignment. So Joseph saw Ephraim's children, his own children's children. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Verse 24. Then Joseph said to his brethren, now remember we're saying, every time we say God visits, it's because he's given attention and he's bringing about a blessing. He's about to establish something. 
You see, then he said to them, he said, I am dying. But God shall surely what? Now, of course, we are dealing with visit. That's why I'm looking at this. I said, I'm going. <laughs> but God is not going. He will visit you. But that was when he had finished his assignment. I said, you finished your assignment. In the name of Jesus. Barnaba, you won't go before your time. And you bring forth your fruit in your seeds. I'm talking visitation now. I'm talking visitation. Glory be to God in the highest. Say, but God will visit you. God will surely visit you. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. And bring you out of this land to the land which is what to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel saying, God will surely visit you. Based on that, he took an oath because I said, I would like you to do something. Because God will visit you. I'm saying this morning, in the name of Jesus, I don't care what the situation may be. God will visit you. And when he does visit, he brings out. Glory be to God in the highest. I remember what we are saying here, particularly, is the fact that this particular, the Bible says that what is man that you visit him? This is the first example that the Bible will give. Although I decided to look at it my own, because why would David even come to the place? What, what is the son of man that you visit him? Then I realized that in Genesis chapter 2, <laughs> After he had created the garden and they had put them in the garden, remember? And after they had been enjoying the garden, enjoying the glory, as it were. And then they now took the laws into their hands, as it were. Guess what happened? They lost it all. But what happened in verse 8 of Genesis chapter 3, verse 8? Look at chapter 3, verse 8. <laughs> That's the only part I'm taking here. This was the fall. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. They had done what they thought they would do. They had disobeyed. They had messed up. And now they were wondering what to do with themselves. Then they heard God in the garden. They heard God. They had the sound of God in the garden. You know what that says to me? God never left them at any time. Since creation, he never left them. He was always visiting is somebody hearing me? God is always visiting. Whether you are this close to him or whether you are now convinced of the fact that he's in you and you are in him or you are this distant and you are attacking God by attacking his people, God is still visiting. He's always visiting. Glory be to God in the highest. I said glory be to God in the highest. Joseph said, God will visit you. And what he said to them, he said, because when he visits you, it's not a matter of if. When he visits you, please exhume my bones and let it go with you to the land that flows with milk and honey. Hallelujah. So, visitation is not if, it is when. He never abandons man. Glory be to God in the highest. I'll give you another example quickly. Hallelujah. Amen. First Samuel chapter 2, verse 21. I'm talking visits now, visitation. Sit your neighbor, say, My season, my season. 
divine visitation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 21. And the Lord did what? The Lord visited Anna, and Anna remained the same. So that she what? I say, whatever has been binding you today in the name of Jesus is bound. The devil may be thinking I have perfected it. It is done. It's a lie. I say the table is turned against your oppressor in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. The truth is that, see, 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 ultimately I'll show you that you are not created to be bound. You're unboundable. Glory be to God in the highest. So the Lord visited Anna so that she what? She conceived and bore what? Three sons and two daughters while the child Samuel grew before the Lord. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me ask you a question. Penina, Elkanah the husband, Penina the wife that was making mockery of Anna. When we see some people run and run in vain, he said, well, we don't know the names of these ones. Well, we don't know, but we are told that she gave birth. That is aside somewhere that God established that the whole of creation will never forget. That eternity will never forget. Aside somewhere, she had five. That was the same woman that was mocked as barren. Everywhere you have been mocked. Everywhere man has mocked you. Everywhere the devil has challenged you. I said, tonight and today, we overturn it in Jesus' name. Say, it's my season of visitation. In the name of Jesus. I'm still dealing with the fact that when he comes, when he visits, it's to do you good. And that's why you hear them ever say, the Lord is good. Let me hear fountain shout, the Lord is good. Shout it again. Shout it again. Shout it again. Shout it again. And his mercy is endured forever. It's a season of visitation. Glory be to God in the highest. Their third reference will help me explain punishment at the same time. Exodus chapter 3, quickly, verses 16 and 17. A lot is at stake, and we're at the threshold of a lot of turnarounds. In the name of Jesus, glory be to God. You'll observe that when we talk of Anna, it was personal visitation. So that's persons or persons, so person. Personal, Anna. Look at this one. This is a whole nation. The Lord said to Moses, he, now he visited Moses, and he said to Moses, say, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob appeared to me, saying, that you go tell them that I have appeared to you, saying, I have surely visited you. 
And that has enabled me to see what has been done to you. God sees. He cares. His eyes are not blind. His ears are not deaf. He sees. He said, I have visited you. And I have seen what is being done to you in Egypt. Next verse. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt. When God visits, he delivers. When God visits, he delivers. I say, when God visits, he delivers. There's someone under the sound of my voice. You are wondering what is happening to you. Is the touch of God? Is the hand of God on your life? Yes. Something's been activated on your behalf right now. Glory be is a manifestation of a visitation. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. I don't know what has defied solution in your life. He said, I will turn it around. I will bring them up out of the oppression. Glory be to God in the highest. And I've said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. I'm bringing you out and I will reestablish you. Glory be to God in the highest, to a land flowing with milk and honey in the same place where you live like a destitute, where you were like a slave without a future, like without any worth. Look, I will not only bring you out and remember what he did, he plundered Egypt for them. When he brought them out, no one was feeble. No one lacked anything. He brought the whole nation out. Hallelujah. Glory. So, so when we talk of divine visitation, he can bring you out. One person. He can bring you out as a family. He can bring you out as a nation. He can bring you out as a community. He's the God. When we talk of a season of visitation, we are talking of divine intervention. I mean, look at it. I mean, if I'm visiting you, how do you describe that? But that I'm availing you with my full presence. Yeah, that's what it means. And God, will God be present and the devil will continue to oppress his child? I am certain in the name of Jesus. Somebody's testimony cannot wait. In the name of Jesus. See, it's my season. Open your mouth and declare it. It's my season of visitation. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can see what he said there. Now, this is just describing... God's visit is to do us good. I don't want to belabor the others, but there's one I particularly would like to talk about. But let me talk one or two of the punishment. Look at Jeremiah 23 2. Jeremiah 23 2. And you'll be surprised. Jeremiah 23 2. Therefore, thus says the Lord, God of Israel, against the shepherds, that is the pastors, who feed my people. He says, you have scattered my flock, driven them away, and not attended to them. Visitation means attend. He said, why do you visit? Why do you attend to them? Why do you take care of them? And in doing that, look, he establishes man 
and ordain the person and empower the person. Yeah, because here on earth is giving man dominion. But you see, instead of that, it's the opposite. Behold, I will attend to you. I raise you up to attend to them. But you have oppressed them. Say, I will attend to you. Watch. For the evil of your doings. He said he will punish them. Can I be frank with you? It's clear in the book of James, I believe. He said, do not make case to be a teacher. Because you'll be judged with most stringent measures. That's the Bible. There's the glory of the office, yes. But there's accountability of the office too. He says, I visit you to visit them. But you are doing the opposite. Say, then I will personally visit you. I have visited you to visit them. But you see, now I'm coming back again. I'm, I'm coming back. I'll give you one more example so that you can see that he punishes people. But we are concerned with deliverance and blessings by the grace of God. Glory be to We are concerned with coming like children. And of course, we are not indulged. Hallelujah. We are into lasciviousness, lasciviousness rather. We are not into uh, fill the locker. I'm not saying that you won't be, you'll be wealthy when God should No, Abraham was wealthy. Isaac was wealthy. Jacob was. Come on, go check them out. Even Ishmael, that wasn't the child of promise, was wealthy. So that's not the issue. It's part of the deal. But if that becomes my focus, I'm in trouble. Above God, then I'm in trouble. But I've never been in trouble in Jesus' name. Look at Isaiah chapter 10, verse 12. Therefore it shall come to pass, when the Lord has performed all his work on Mount Zion and on Jerusalem, his work, that he will say, I will punish the fruit of the arrogant, the arrogant heart of the king of Assyria, and the glory of his haughty looks. Now, what does this mean? He had used the king of Assyria to visit his children because they were living in rebellion when the Old Testament here. So he had come to punish them for their rebellion, as it were. Now, the king of Assyria now began to assume that he'd hit down them blows and sacked them and plundered them. That it was his own majesty and power and wisdom. And God was saying, no, 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 no. When I'm dealing with my own, know that I am the one dealing with my own. Don't help me. And that's one place we have to be careful, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of times we want to jump in there and help God. I'm telling you. He calls himself a pastor. Why should he be doing this? So I'm going to do this. It's okay. I'm not saying you should take what is bad, but why don't you let God judge him? Are you going to be a better judge? Can you punish him more than God will punish him? No, God's punishment is too long. I'll do, uh, no. By the time God finishes with him, he'll still come back to you. If you can't pray that God will change him, leave him alone to God. I know what I'm talking about. Remember Miriam and Aaron? They turned against Moses. 
Say, where is Mary? Is it not clear? Is it not clearly written, documented? We should not marry from here. See where you married from? And they began to deal with him. We didn't hear Moses' response. Instead, we heard God speaking. He said, how dare you? Leave him to me. At that instance, God was so angry. Guess what happened? They were covered with leprosy. And that was condemnation as far as religion and the time was concerned. Moses, we now heard his voice interceding for them. That's why God made him a leader. That's why he didn't put Aaron there. He put Aaron to help. He put Miriam to help. He didn't put them there. He knew the kind of heart he was looking for. I'm talking visitation. So the king of Assyria now said, that's right. You know, sometimes I wonder how some Christians, they say, you see those people in that church? They say they're Christians. They walk to hell and they're happy. I say, oh, you should be bringing your energy to bring people to heaven. I'm also, you are not talking of the world as it were. You are talking of what you think is a fake church. I agree. I don't, I, I don't like them too. All these fake churches. I don't like them. But peradventure, there are some people there who thought God was there. And when there, God will still redirect their steps. I can't say God rain fire on them. No. They'll be talking to you. They say, ah, all these ones, they're going to hell. And they're referring to at least so-called Christians. Yeah, there will be some that are deliberately there out of their own consciousness and conviction. They are trying to follow the devil and they are attacking God's children. Leave them. Watch God. Visitations of God never cease. His visitations never cease. He sees. And that's what he was saying there. He said, I will visit this king. I said, this pastor that I refuse to do, I will visit them myself. So, so much for that. That's one other definition of visit. Like I said, I just picked that word visit from there. Because if that word touched David so much that he went to God with it, wow. And thereafter, I could see his life. But can I stress something in the name of Jesus? This understanding will change your life forever. Someone said, Pastor, you talk of omnipresent. What about the Holy Ghost? You've not talked of the Holy Ghost in this matter. Oh, 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 let me settle that for you. The height, at the height of God's visitation in the Bible, the birth of Jesus. To deliver humanity from the oppression of the devil once and for all. And what happened with that? It culminated in his death and resurrection. Oh, his blood was shed on Calvary. And that's why we say in the name of Jesus or through the blood of the everlasting covenant. We, see, 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 we are declaring our freedom. And number two, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit by Jesus Christ himself at the height of divine visitation. At the height of divine visitation. We're still going to see more of God directly bending the heavens and physically appear. Oh yes, he's going to appear in the sky. There'll be rapture and there'll be the return. 
As a matter of fact, if you look at the English dictionary or the Bible dictionary, when it's conversation, it's the going and coming from and to of one person to another. Period. And so what we find when he came, he, what we lost in the garden, he brought back. Because even when they fell, he was, his son was still in the garden. Ha! And now, what do we see? His position is now permanent. We are in a period of perpetual, permanent visitation. Yes. So, you know, we talk of omnipresent. So, we're now talking about his presence. But even with this presence of God through the Holy Spirit, situations in your life will require a manifest presence. But it's true. And it's called that is the same way. When God will say, I will do this, you've got to believe him for what he says. You've got to. Otherwise, what has been will remain to be, and yet you still be struggling. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Is somebody here with me? Glory be to God in the highest. So the third one that he really referred to there quickly, he said, this one is in a causative sense, and I love this. He said, it will mean to appoint over when God visits. Or it will mean to commit to, all right, that is committing something to you, and getting you to be committed to that something. So he said, causative in the sense that it will make you to become, if I just read inside, I said, this is God, this is, this is diligence that only God imparts. And the example given, Genesis 39, 46, put it there quickly for me. I just want to read it. So Joseph found favor in the sight. <laughs> in the sight. He's not talking of sight of God here. He's already found favor in the sight of God. He found favor in the sight of Potiphar and served him. And the Bible is saying that was God's visitation on Joseph's life. And served him. Then he made him overseer over his house. In fact, he said, I, I wrote it here. It says that is that's the strong still explaining this causative meaning. He said to cause people to attend to something. To cause people to attend to something placed under them. So I wrote him in, in red. I said to cause diligence. In your life assignment. And the hand of the diligent will always be a rule. Period. You read the Bible before? Where it says, whatever your hands finds to do, do it how? So this perspective means that God visits you that you are always doing it with your might. Whatever is committed to you comes out excellently. I'm talking to somebody here today. Yeah? I'm talking to somebody. You've been wondering. I'm not competent. I'm not. No, 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 no. You are still a child of God. You say, wait a minute, Pastor, are you saying that anything will replace skills? Can I ask you the question? Which school did Joseph go to acquire the skills? Which school did Mr. Lee go? Well, holy up. Now, I'm not playing down school. No! Go to school. And God will fire up what you have. 
and you tire, you tower up above the others. But please don't undermine skills, don't undermine education, don't undermine no, 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 no. Please go for them. But know that the race is never to the swift. Am I talking to somebody here today? He found from his hand and served him. Then he made him myself by his house. And all that he had put under his authority. So it was from the time, listen to me, I'm talking to the station now, from the time that he made him overseer over his house and all that he had, watch this, that the Lord did what? Blessed what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. So you, can, you have seen visitation on, 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 on a person, personal visitation like Anna. You've seen it on a nation. It's now you're on a house. What, what with the house of Obedidom? They put the ark there. Oh God! Something changed. Something is changing for somebody permanently in the name of Jesus. I am eager to hear your testimony. In the name of Jesus. You know what I heard? Everything God has not planted in your life from today begins to wither. In the name of Jesus. I say it begins to wither. It begins to wither. It begins to wither. Everything that God has not planted in your space, no matter who caused it there. He said that in the night, wicked people come and plant tires in your garden. He said, leave them. The fact that they are growing doesn't mean anything. But at the end, they will not kill the real fruit. But at the end, they will be harvested. While we are harvesting the real fruits unto glory, we'll be harvesting them unto fire. The fact that they have endured for this long does not mean anything. Their end is here. See, it's my time, my season. See, it's my season. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Say it again. It's my season of divine visitation. It is. God was with him. God visited Joseph all the way. <laughs> so whether personal, whether family or household, whether corporate, whether national, God is interested in visiting you. And is ever visiting. Say, look. Can the mother forget his fucking child? I will never forsake you. Now I close with this. Everything God has done for us is actualized by faith. We bring them to be in a situation by believing God. By visiting God in his word and by allowing his word to become the core of our hearts. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We're talking about visitation. We say, God, how come we always talk about this person? How come we always mention this person? How come we always recall this person? How come all we think is this? That's the same way God wants you to think, to bring things to pass in your life. Think of him, what he said about your health, what he said about your finances, your relationships. Think of him, what he said. And find yourself declaring, even when you are in an ordinary speech, the counsel of God. And the man that works in the council of God will bring forth his fruit in the season. His leave will never wither. 
Now, look at this. I look at the woman with the issue of blood. Guess what? Jesus was here. Miracles were happening. But not with her. She heard. But that could have been it. But she knew that she needed a visitation. She needed an intervention. You know what solved it for her? Just a touch. Is somebody here with me this morning? Just a touch. Now that I will touch him, if I can touch him, ha! He said, if I can't, not that I will, you even touch his clothes. That would be too much. If I can't touch the hem, the thread that dangles at the tip of his cloak, just add. If the touch can be associated with Jesus, I will get, somebody's getting it today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Actualizing the visitation in your situation. I'll give you another one. This Reformation woman. Ha! God help me, my daughter. God, I mean, Jesus, help me, my daughter. Help me, my daughter, my daughter. Days. The disciples say, ah, ah, master, this woman is crying after you now. This one. He said, okay. You want an answer? I'll give him. I'll give her one. He said, look, the meat, this meat is prepared for the children, not for dogs. Guess what the woman said? He said, Master, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall to the ground. I understand. I may not qualify, but you are qualified today. I may not qualify to sit at the table, but crumbs do fall. So I will follow you until a crumb falls. Have you ever watched dogs watching you when you are eating and they want to eat? They'll watch you. They'll, they'll follow your hand. I remember my dad. My dad said, ah. He's counting everything. <laughs> and the dog will say, watch you, watch you, watch you, watch you, until you make a mistake. Boom! The moment you make a mistake, he'll grab it. He won't come trouble with you on the table. But he was waiting for something to drop. Can you imagine what gave her the desired visitation? The crown. That's okay. I know that he that provides for those on the table will never forget those who are waiting for the crumb. I, I know. I know. I know. So shout my my sin of divine visitation. Shout it again. Shout it. Shout it. Hallelujah. Every oppression has a termination date. The expectation of the righteous can never be cut off. I'll give you just two more that I close. Ah, no, my time is up. For Zacchaeus, <laughs> I may be short, I may not be endowed with height, I mean, but all I need is just 
just to see him. He looked for a vantage position. He stood there. By the time he was approaching, the crowd that blocked him from seeing them moved with him, blocked him again. Ah, he said, No, I have to see him. He ran ahead and climbed upon a tree. I stood there. If only I could see him. When he got when Jesus got there, he said, Zacchaeus, come down for today. I'm coming to your house. There's someone here. You have provoked his visitation. But pastor, that's still before the Holy Ghost came. I hear you. What of Paul and Silas in Philippi? Locked in chain and stocks. Oppressed like they would die there. Guess what? At midnight! When nobody had... How excellent is your name in all the earth. For you have ordained strength. Where? In the mouth of infants. Let the world do their worst. God is about to disgrace the world. And justify your righteous cause. In the name of Jesus. At midnight, Paul and Silas, what did they do? They prayed. And they sang praises. They prayed and they sang praises. And the Bible said there was an earthquake. It shook the very roots of where they were. The very root and every chain. Every chain. Every lock from the root. When the root shook, chains gave way. Locks gave way. I'm addressing every lock against your life. I'm addressing every chain against your life. I stand as an oracle of God in the position God has put me. I break every chain in the name of Jesus. Under the sound of my voice here on the internet world, I say let every chain be broken right now in the name of Jesus. I say let every chain be broken in the name of Jesus. The anointing destroys the yoke. Hallelujah. Let the crooked be made straight in the name of Jesus. Let every bar of iron be shattered in the name of Jesus. I say, shatter the name of Jesus. Let the fire of his presence destroy every yoke in Jesus' name. 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 Even the ones that stood against you, he said, I will loosen their armors and give it to you. The treasuries of darkness, the hidden riches of secret places. He said, then the glory of the Lord will flood the house. It's a season of divine visitation. Yes, the Holy Ghost is here. Haven't you heard? He said he will show you things that are mine. Everything the Father has is mine. That's why I say he will take from me and reveal it to you. You are not stoppable. In the name of Jesus. Can I declare to you? Every attempt to stop you you will outlive them. In the name of Jesus, I say you will outlive them. Every gathering against you, you will outlive them. At least you outlive, you outlive this oppression. Is it that they repent and come in, or God will remove them? I say you will outlive them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Remember, these people have different ways. 
For the next one minute, I want you to open your mouth and activate a visitation. The Holy Ghost is already inside of you. It's already inside of you. Release him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He says, He touched me. Oh, He touched me. And all the joy that fills my heart. Open your mouth and declare. Declare with your mouth. I declare wholeness to your situation in Jesus' name. It's your season of supernatural visitation. I see the Holy Ghost rising and taking his place in your situation. I see God being glorified and you in your situation. I see you testifying of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living in the name of Jesus. I see you returning with singing and dancing in the name of Jesus. When the Lord turns again, the captivity of Zion were like them that there was a mouth filled with what? Laughter. And our tongue was singing. I see you returning with singing in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name we pray. If you are sick in your body, or you know somebody that is sick, why don't you lift up your hand? Even right now, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the spirit of infirmity. I declare your healing. In the name of Jesus, from the crown of your head to the steep of your soul, I say, be made whole. In the name of Jesus, Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.